Thank you for joining me today for Carl Erickson's Sounds and Words, a podcast with a difference. Back in the late summer of 2017, I had the amazing opportunity to spend almost three weeks exploring Rome and outlying areas. And I'm not talking about Rome, Oregon. The experience was powerfully life-changing. For today's podcast, I'd like to invite you first to visit my website at carlerickson.com. Then select Writings by Carl. Then, on the drop-down menu, select Book Trailers and More. On this page, go to Rome and London 2017, a video which you'll find posted after my book trailers. If you fast-forward to time mark 2728 on the video, you'll see my photos of and from this amazing Roman landmark. It's a great way to begin this short introduction to exploring the wonders and mysteries of Rome. There's so much to do and see within Rome, but one of my favorite stops was Castle Sant'Angelo, which is just a short walk from the Vatican and St. Peter's to the west. The castle dates to the early 2nd century after Christ, where its construction was commanded by Emperor Hadrian. Its original creation was for the purpose of a mausoleum for Hadrian and his family. At this point, I have to make a couple historical digressions. You'll find these are hard to avoid when you're visiting Rome. You may remember this emperor's name because of Hadrian's Wall, created to defend the Roman Empire's province of Britannia. Parts of the wall still stand today in northern England. Another fascinating historical reference involving Hadrian's Wall is the mysterious disappearance of the 9th Roman legion, which vanished shortly after passing the northern boundary of Britannia. This, at least in part, seems to have led to the creation of the wall itself under Hadrian's rule. Returning to Castle Sant'Angelo, my visit to this monument took place one sunny afternoon on my last full day in Rome. I never realized what an interesting place it was going to be to explore, and I'm afraid that I may have missed a few things in my wanderings. First of all, this castle has served many different purposes over the centuries. It began as the final resting place for the Roman emperor, but it also was used as a papal residence as well as a fortress of defense for popes. In fact, it was Nicholas III who had a secret tunnel created from the castle to the Vatican. The Church of St. Gregory the Great in Hamilton Square, New Jersey, has a splendid account of what led to the naming of Castle Sant'Angelo. You can find their website at stgregorythegreatchurch.org. And I'm quoting now from them. In the year 589, several plagues, a lost harvest, and a series of severe floods all conspired to give the city of Rome a disastrous year. In 590, this series of disasters was crowned with the death of Pope Pelagius II, another victim of the plague. At this time, the election of the Pope was undertaken by the clergy and the citizens of Rome. Gregory was unanimously elected. Gregory, however, had no desire to be Pope, and even less desire to leave the peace of the cloister of St. Andrew's Monastery, and so he wrote to the Emperor Maurice asking him not to confirm the election. While waiting for the emperor's reply, Gregory was nevertheless responsible for the welfare of the city of Rome. As the plague had killed Pope Pelagius II and was still raging, Gregory ordered that there be a great procession of the people of Rome to do penance, beg pardon from God, and pray for the end of the plague. 
As a result, seven simultaneous immense processions wound through the streets of Rome and converged on the Basilica of St. Mary Major on the Escaline Hill. Gregory preached throughout and urged on the people's devotion. A legend records that the archangel Michael appeared atop the mausoleum of the Emperor Hadrian and sheathed his sword, signifying the end of the plague. Thus, the mausoleum is today known as Castle Sant'Angelo, or the Holy Angel Castle. End quote. Besides all of its history, the top floor of the castle offers the best view of the city of Rome anywhere, as far as I know, anyway. With the Vatican so close, it makes a fantastic vantage point to photograph St. Peter's. In fact, the height of the castle gives you even greater awe of the architectural wonder and achievement of St. Peter's. My own walking was cut a bit short by foot problems, so if you're planning to visit Rome, be sure to take good care of your feet and wear the best shoes you can possibly find. After walking on the cobblestones for a few days, your feet can feel just terrible, so you want to um, take care of your feet as best as you can between Rome and London. Pay close attention um, at the castle to areas that have been roped off by the staff, even when the positioning of the ropes uh, doesn't seem to make sense and people routinely walk around them. Because if you as a tourist walk around one of these barriers, as I made the mistake of doing, prepare to get an earful of angry Italian. But in fairness, the staff is usually quite helpful. It's really not that difficult to, to uh, communicate, um, but of course knowing some Italian is, is very helpful. So. Um, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this uh, fourth podcast for Sounds and Words, and I look forward to uh, talking with you soon, and uh, have a great day.